The Carolina Hurricanes just split their back-to-back between the Philadelphia Flyers and Pittsburgh Penguins. But what just led to them splitting that series? And what can we expect from the Carolina Hurricanes in the next five days? Find out today in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes. Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Hurricanes. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And don't forget to follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And in today's episode, we will be debuting the new Monday segment, the five-day forecast for the Carolina Hurricanes, as well as recapping both the Pittsburgh Penguins games and the Philadelphia Flyers games. So getting into the forecast for the week ahead. This is obviously today through Friday, of course, five days. So there is a decent amount to look at here. First off, Jalen Chatfield was reassigned to the Chicago Wolves as of this morning. While I have seen some folks say, you know, don't look too much into this, it, you know, because the Hurricanes don't play again until Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me, that, you know, it could just be a move to help Chicago out. We'll see in that regards. But I do feel that. Him getting reassigned to the Wolves could signal the return of either Brendan Smith or Tony D'Angelo. I would probably lead more towards Smith. We haven't heard anything about D'Angelo of coming off of IR or anything like that, but we have had some updates about Brendan Smith of him, you know, being on the mend, looking good, and you know that he would be returning sooner rather than later so I would put my money on him if Chatfield doesn't come back in time for Thursday's game against Toronto but that is extremely speculative right now because there is such a gap in between games so we'll just have to wait and see with that but I do think it is worth thinking about that all right we could see D'Angelo or Smith come back but like I said I'm leaning more towards Brendan Smith in that regard. And speaking of people coming back, I do genuinely think that we will see Seth Jarvis back in the lineup come Thursday. He was out due to a hip injury and, you know, it, he just, you know, wanted to sit out an extra game, you know, just to make sure, you know, he's as good as possible. And I think that was the right move all in all. And you know, I've dealt with a hip injury before and it's not fun. And I'm not even an NHL player. So if you know, I'm struggling with my little hip injury and whatnot, I can only imagine how it would be 
for an NHL player who makes their living skating for an hour plus a night. Uh, yeah, so definitely take the time you need to get better. But I do genuinely think that we will see Seth Jarvis back in the lineup come Thursday against Toronto. He, I believe, had been a game-time decision for at least the Pittsburgh, or excuse me, the Philadelphia game. I know Pittsburgh, yeah, he was out, out. So I think we will be seeing him back. That'll be obviously a really welcome return. And then, of course, I keep mentioning Thursday. Thursday, we're going to be up in Toronto. I think that will be a good opportunity for a bounce back against the Carolina Hurricanes. We currently tied in that season series against Toronto. We won the first one. Toronto won the second one in overtime. So I think that the Hurricanes are really going to want to look to bounce back from the loss against Pittsburgh last night, which we will get more into that later. But you always want to bounce back from that. And you're going to be against a quality opponent as well in the Toronto Maple Leafs. And while both teams played yesterday on Sunday, us losing to Pittsburgh and them losing to Buffalo, the Hurricanes don't play until this game against Toronto, whereas Toronto does play on Tuesday against Dallas, given, yes, they do have Wednesday to rest up, but the Hurricanes do have a longer rest period, which with the situation that they were in yesterday, I do think that is something that will benefit them heading into that game. They'll have a bit more rest, and then with guys being banged up like Seth Jarvis and Tony D'Angelo and Brendan Smith, I think that that will benefit the Hurricanes. Guys can rest, do what they need to do to get themselves ready for that game in Toronto, and I think that the Hurricanes will be able to put their best foot forward there because last night was not a bad game, but it's definitely one where you'll wish it went a different way. And that's not just, you know, oh, we lost. Yeah, I wish it went. Of course, we wish it went a different way. But there are some aspects of that game do wish went differently, and we will talk more about that later. But... To conclude the forecast, we do have another back-to-back because on Friday, we will be at home against the Washington Capitals. This is obviously going to be a very heated game, a very physical game. Of course, we know that. And with that game, I think that the Hurricanes are going to have to really fight that back-to-back energy or lack thereof in in this game because, because we know just the type of team that Washington is. And we, I've said it multiple times this season of just the energy that metro teams bring to play against each other and then it being the capitals and hurricanes game yeah you're gonna need all the energy you can possibly muster in that game and because they're going to bring their a plus game and we have got to bring our a plus game 
there. So that is obviously going to be a very fun game to watch. Both games, of course, but we got to get to Thursday and Friday first, folks. Our next partner has been a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health. You guys have heard me talk about in the past that you guys know that I have a sensitive stomach and I wanted to see what all the hype was about Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens? You are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. And Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains one gram of sugar, no gram no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it supports a better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. And it's one of the best things with Athletic Greens is that it uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. On Monday, March 21st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, tune in to Locked on Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local experts. Now, like we've been talking about, the Carolina Hurricanes did just play two back-to-back games against the Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And first off, they did end up playing the Philadelphia Flyers, and this was their last game of a four-game homestand. And, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes did end up coming away with the win in this particular game. And with the win in this game against the Flyers, they now have 13 straight home games with points, whether it's been a win or an overtime loss. And that is the longest streak in the NHL going right now, which is freaking awesome. And a lot of the guys, Jordan Martin, he spoke about it in his post-game interviews with ESPN and then obviously local that he didn't even know that was a thing until he just got told it like 20 times in five minutes. So I I really hope that this is something that 
all right, it's a thing and it is what it is. It's not something that's going to get in their heads. You know, you look at the beginning of the season where they went undefeated for like nine, 10 games. And I feel like at a certain point, they got in their own head at that point and they needed to get that first loss over and done with. And hopefully this isn't that same situation of they almost get in their own heads or whatever. And I hope that isn't the case. And I don't think it will be because that was kind of early season jitters, I guess you would say. And now, okay, you're towards the end of the season. And obviously that streak is going to come to an end. It could come to an end on Friday against Washington. It very well could because we are playing another back-to-back and we're playing the Capitals. That's going to be a damn tough game that we're going to be playing. So that streak could come to an end there or it could not. We'll just have to wait and see there. But with this Philly game, this was one where I feel like the Hurricanes, they they need to get their second period figured out. I think that's my really big takeaway from this game because this was a, a situation that plagued them in the Colorado game of them just kind of falling off in the second period. And the other team really taking control uh, of the game in the second period. And I think that's really something that the Hurricanes are going to have to figure out because we we can't keep doing that. We, we cannot, especially at this time of the year, something that everyone in, in postgame mentioned is that every game at this point in the season is going to be tight, is going to be hard, and you've got to play your hardest. And you can't fall off in the second period and expect to continue to win games. Can't do that. You're not always going to shut out the you know first place team in the NHL and you're not always going to be able to come away with a win against the division rival. That's not always going to happen. So they do have to figure that out. And I do think they will. I think it's just one of those mini speed bumps that you come across during a regular season. I think it's just one of those things and we'll get through it. Very much like you know our streak uh where we just couldn't win a game, you know, around Thanksgiving time, early December to power play woes and, and stuff like that. It's gonna happen. It is absolutely just gonna happen. And I think that all in all this was a game where Philly brought their A game and push the Hurricanes. They did. Uh, yeah, they are not you know, a great team this year. They're really having a down year. But again, Metro teams bring their A game. And they were essentially looking to spoil the Hurricanes party. you know. And the Hurricanes were coming off a big win against Colorado. And Philly was looking to spoil that. And they very well could have. Because they brought their A game. And they could have taken advantage of that second period where the Hurricanes just kind of fell off and couldn't really get anything going uh, minus Stephen Lawrence's goal, you know, and they really have to reclaim the second period. And one thing I did really like in this game was that everyone stepped up and, you know, because our goals, you know, came from Stephen Lawrence and, Jordan Martin got the game-winning goal. 
Sebastian Ajo got an empty netter, which is great, adds to his total. But it was depth guys doing the work in this game because something that Rod Brindamore mentioned in post game was can't always rely on the top guys. You can't. I've said that many times. Everyone has to chip in. And we had this game where everyone up and down the lineup was chipping in. That was something that has really benefited the Hurricanes this year because we've had that. You know, if Sebastian Ajo, Andre Sveshkov aren't doing it, all right, you know, you got some guys further down the lineup that can get the job done. And I think that's something that has really benefited the Hurricanes this year. And it very much did in this game right here. And in this game with, you know, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned that Stephen Lawrence goal, which opened the scoring for the Hurricanes in the game. That was not just an important goal for Stephen Lawrence, because this was Derek Stepan's 500th career NHL point. That's something he's been chasing for a little bit now. And it came in his 800th career game, which is great miles, both two milestones in in this game for him, 800 career games and 500 career points, absolutely insane, and this is what he had to say about that in postgame. Uh, I don't know, I, I think it's funny how the game works, it just, I just the stars aligned, and it's a special night, and something that uh, not many people get the opportunity to, I've been fortunate enough to have that, and it just it keeps adding on to the things that I've I've been lucky to come across, and it's another one for me. This game against Philly also saw Frederick Anderson return to the lineup, and he had a great performance in this game. This was his thirtieth win of the season, and there's only three guys that have done that this year: Freddie Anderson. Andre Vasilevsky and Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, God, I always struggle to say that name, folks. Oh, man. But Sergei Bobrovsky and Andre Vasilevsky and Frederick Anderson are the only guys that have gotten 30 wins on the season this year. Crazy stuff, folks, there. And Freddie, again, yeah, he had 28 saves in this game. He had an outstanding one win. Ever he lost his stick. And, oh my god, that was a high highlight real save. I want I want the Hurricanes to make that particular one into a wallpaper Wednesday save. Oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And but we we also did get some clarification on his injury in this game. He had sat out the previous two games due to an injury. We we're kind of speculating on why that was the case and what it could have been but we did get some clarification from the man himself after the game um well upper body i just wanted to make sure it wasn't uh concussion related um i was feeling some symptoms uh that could indicate that but i just wanted we wanted to rule that out and make sure that uh that I didn't go in and, and get another hit um, too early. And I think uh, it was just a big relief not having, yeah, having the diagnose like that and um, having deal, dealt with it before kind of helped help me. I think um, just not rushing back and make sure that, uh, yeah, that, that I didn't put myself in danger that way. But uh, like I said, just ruling it out that it wasn't a concussion. 
later on, he also was asked if it stemmed from that collision with Tom Wilson in the previous game against the Washington Capitals. And he said yes, that that was what it was from. And I love that he was just really upfront and like, hey, yeah, I was experienced concussion symptoms. I've dealt with this stuff in the past. I want to make sure I was 100%. And then the fact that he said, yeah, it, it came from that. I love that because so often it feels like hockey doesn't want to talk about their injuries. Like, I get, yes, it is absolutely personal. You know, they don't have to. You know, they don't have to talk about it. The team doesn't have to release, you know, oh, hey, this is what it was. But, you know, sometimes you do kind of want to know, all right, all right, what's wrong with him, you know? And I like that Freddie was just completely upfront and open, like, hey, again, you know, I had concussion symptoms, dealt with it before, wanted to make sure I was 100%. And that it came from that collision. I love that he was just upfront with us about it. I, I really respect that. And, you know, obviously, you know, wish him, obviously he's good to go now, of course, but you know, hope that, you know, he doesn't have to deal with that again this season because concussions aren't fun. I've had two of them. They, they freaking suck and I'm not even an NHL player. So, <laughs> you know, I don't wish that on anyone. It's not fun. And I'm glad that he took some extra time to make sure that he was good to go. He knows his body. Better than anyone. It's his body. Just like, I know mine better than anyone. You know yours better than anyone. We all got to do what is best for us. And this was a game, you know, we, again, took that uh, four-game homestand. The Hurricanes, you know, ended up winning the season series against the Flyers with a final tally of 3-1. to one. And... All we can do now is look to next season with the Flyers because we're done playing them this year. But after this game, we did have the game against Pittsburgh Penguins yesterday and definitely some not so great stuff in that game. And we'll talk about that right after this. It's that time of the year again, folks, as college basketball's March Madness tournament is finally upon us. We are in North Carolina. We know that it is an absolute religious event with March Madness here no matter if it's Duke State UNC Wake Forest whoever is in the tournament that it is an experience here it's always on every single TV across the state and bet online has you covered from the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info Bet Online remains your best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And if you haven't filled out your bracket yet, you can check out those betting odds for the tournament as well. And it's not just basketball, of course. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including the Carolina Hurricanes and live betting on your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. It's that time of the year where most folks have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but if yours are about getting fit and eating healthy, Built Bar is here to help you stick to those. Built Bar is, of course, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they are 
covered in 100% real chocolate. And as always, they are high protein, high fiber, low calorie, and low carb. Most built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a regular candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And with flavors ranging from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and many more, there are flavors for everyone. And at Built Bar, they are all about taste, and they make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they pull it off every time. So right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, yesterday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, this was... Not a game to be ashamed of or or anything like that. It wasn't a turd sandwich. It This was the Hurricanes' second game in under 24 hours. It was a 120 puck drop. And this was also their third game in four days. And so you had to figure, you know, after that game against the Flyers, they were pretty much immediately, all right, they're leaving from PNC Arena to the airport to go to Pittsburgh. And that was it. And so they're freaking tired after that because they just played a hockey game. Then you had to jump on a plane and fly somewhere. And you're playing a matinee game, a really early matinee game, I might add. And on top of all of that, you also lost an hour of sleep because of daylight saving sign with the whole spring forward thing so that was a lot of stuff working against the hurricanes in this game pittsburgh was very well rested and again just something else working against this team in this game and you know i think that all that stuff you know was that was a lot to deal with and yeah, yes, they gave a really good effort, especially in that third period, which we'll talk more about later. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like they were again, it wasn't a turd sandwich or anything like that. Auntie Ronta was honestly spectacular in this game despite the Hurricanes losing. He is continuing to be an absolute bright spot uh for this team right now. And yeah, you know, he was a real, real difference maker. In this game, this game really could have gotten out of hand if not for Auntie Ranta, especially early on in the game. He made some fantastic saves for the team and really, again, Pittsburgh could have ran away with this game early. They really could have. It could have been like that game up in Boston where it was like 5 nothing after the first period in our favor. It could have been like that if not for Auntie Ronta. And like I said, this team, yeah, they gave a really good effort. They played Pittsburgh really hard. They did. But there were times they, they looked gas. They looked like they had they were playing their second game in less than 24 hours and third game in four days. They looked like that. Pittsburgh looked like a well-rested team. They did. They did. And I think that... Yeah, I, one thing that also worked in Pittsburgh's favor, frankly, was uh, 
Tristan Jari because yeah Freddie Anderson was the starting goalie for the Metro division in the all-star game but people forget that Jari was also an all-star he was the backup goalie in that game so he played like an all-star and I think that that was something that really helped the Pittsburgh Penguins because especially in that third period where the Hurricanes were really making a really late push to win this game, they outshot the Penguins 20-4 to in the third period. So, again, it wasn't like the Hurricanes you know, were crap you know, start to finish. No, they, they, gave, they fought and clawed and tried to win this game, and they very well could have. They absolutely could have because you look at those last two goals from the Penguins, they weren't, you know, Auntie Ranta in goal or anything like that. No, they were empty net goals. And, you know, so it's one where the Hurricanes, I think that they, they shouldn't hang their head about this. And that third period was great. And had they been able to play with more of that effort throughout the game, I genuinely think they could have won this. And I, I I, really, I'm obviously upset about it, of course, but I, I'm also not because it wasn't ugly. It wasn't an ugly loss. You know, we've dealt with those this season. And I'm really proud of this team for this game they had a lot working against them and that third period push was great and Brett Pesci you know he was asked about that you know in post game and and this is what he had to say about that push that the Hurricanes gave in the third period yeah no it was just the way the game played out I honestly thought we I thought we had played a good game um we obviously you know we didn't get the bounces we had plenty of opportunities to win that game just sometimes it's it's just the way it is now these games are behind us now we split them we beat philly we lost to pittsburgh and the hurricanes had day off today and i think i think they had the day off tomorrow on tuesday and then obviously they're back at it practicing on wednesday with game on thursday against toronto and now it's just let them rest up you know, they, again, three games in four days, two in under 24 hours. Let them rest. Let them sleep in or, or whatever they need to do. And, you know, guys that are banged up, heal up. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think we're going to see Seth drive us back on Thursday against Toronto. Maybe we'll see Brendan Smith back in the lineup. I don't think we'll see Tony D'Angelo. Or, or maybe it was just a thing where Chatfield just had to go back to Chicago, play a couple games there and you know to help them out and then he'll be back. We'll just have to wait and see. Again, we don't play again until Thursday, but in the meantime, regardless of what happens, we'll talk about it here on Locked on Hurricane. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast, have your notifications on, rate the show 5 stars as well as subscribe to the show on YouTube. We are working at getting that stuff up and running. We're just about there. Just a couple little things got to work on, then we'll be good to go on YouTube as well. 
and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at JaredEllis underscore 96. And now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this afternoon, go make Locked on Fantasy Hockey your second. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and wherever you get your podcasts. And I will talk to you in the next episode.